three years, five months, and two days in the life of Jose. 1990s debut album for the hip hop group Progressive Development. Feels like it's been that long since I've done the podcast. In reality, it hasn't been that long. However, it has been three sinus infections, two hurricanes, two out of country vacations, and some number of days. <laughs> it's been a while. No COVID. No COVID. I don't think. <laughs> At least the testing was positive. But now we have another episode of Let's Talk Trash. And with me today is our one of our wonderful PMs, Mackenzie Parrott. Hi. Hi. Mackenzie, <laughs> why don't you tell, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Um, let's see. So I started back in emergency management about six years ago. Um, not meaning to. I kind of fell into it. Um, just through family members and uh, what I went to college for was environmental sciences. So it just kind of fell in my lap. And then within, what was it, four months about of working is when Hurricane Irma hit. Um, right after that, I got sent to Florida and I've been on the road since, all because of Joe. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> where, where are you sitting today? Today, I am in uh, Denver, Colorado. And where is home? Denver. So you've been on the road the entire time? Most of the time. Oh, okay. All right, well, before we get too deep into everything, uh, Mackenzie, please help me introduce a, a new segment that we're going to be trying out here. It's uh, kind of doing the nostalgia thing. You know, we had Arrested Development, and this piece here was uh, late 80s, I want to say, around the same time, maybe early 90s. Uh, some of you might be familiar with it, so uh, take a listen. <laughs> What's that? What's today's secret word? Ooh, interesting question. Let's go and ask Conky. Conky 3000, ready to assist you, Pee-wee. Good morning, Conky. What's today's secret word? Today's secret word is small. Now you all remember what to do whenever anyone says a secret word, right? Scream! That is so correct for the rest of the day. Whenever anybody says a secret word, scream really loud. <laughs> so now every time that word of the day comes up, there's going to be some screaming. And Mackenzie, you're part of that screaming. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Our first project uh, that you went on for Irma was actually a debris project. You went to Eckerd College. Yes, yeah, so I guess I didn't mention that either. My my debris um, experience now has actually slowed down since beginning. I started off with, you know, muddying the waters with debris and then quickly changed into other other categories of emergency management. But I do have some good stories with debris. <laughs> oh, that's what we're here for, and you know. <laughs> talking trash yeah we're talking trash you know but like you said you've transitioned more to a, a well-rounded grants management mm -hmm. pm not just on our debris side in fact that was a one and done for you essentially working debris where you got to do a small he's just gonna get back and turn this podcast off <laughs> a blank project with your brother at the time in Acker college which 
we'll talk about a little bit later because I have some questions about that one. Yeah, um, going back to that project, I think it that confused me going into debris due to the size of the project, but it, it got it got ironed out after a little bit of time. Well, I mean, Eckerd was one of those interesting ones because one, it was a school, it was a college. Uh, it wasn't your typical debris operation. They were doing debris through their property management company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, well, why don't you talk a little bit about that project and kind of what they were doing? There? Yeah, operations were really downscaled for that project. So, you know, normally you'll have heavy machinery and, you know, crews out doing different um, kind of areas of, you know, geographically where somewhere was damaged, but this was centrally located in a small campus. Uh, we rode around in golf carts all day and um, there was a debris pile essentially, you know, but as far as documenting load tickets and hauling tickets, you know, there was no back-end documentation. So it was strictly just um, making sure that they were picking up disaster-related debris and that it was getting, um, you know, sorted and kind of dealt with efficiently. But beyond, wasn't it all just hands, you know, hand yeah. labor? Yeah, it was interesting because, again, they were using a property management company, but it was done basically as force count time and materials where, you know, your role and Cole's role was just to make sure and keep account of how many people were out there, who mm -hmm. was doing what, and again, that they were picking up by hand and putting in pickup mm -hmm. trucks, the uh, storm-related, Irma-related debris, and then they moved it to a pile. And then at the end of the day, we actually, at the beginning of the day and end of the day, mm -hmm. Take we photo. took photos of the pile because there was no real quantitative reasoning from a payment purpose, mm -hmm. but we wanted to have some sort of quantitative estimate for FEMA. And then at the end of the day, the college's insurance policy covered all this. Covered where it wasn't even a FEMA project, but it was a it was a good, interesting, different, and I want to say, dare I say, awkward yeah. experience for you to get your toes wet. A little awkward just due to the size and also the role you're playing as, you know, more of a monitor in that scenario, um, watching people just do hard labor and sit there in your golf cart looking at the ocean can can feel a little bad. Um, but I think at the same time, you know, the college was able to effectively, you know, clean up their campus and bring kids back pretty quickly. Um, I, I believe the last day we were driving around golf carts, kids were returning. So for these college kids, this was their first hurricane experience, most likely. Yeah, especially and mine. <laughs> and yours. And I think, too, like looking back on the project and probably the key thing I get from it as far as debris is documentation really matters. And it doesn't seem like it, but even on a project that size, very quickly it can get, you know, unorganized or outdated or someone didn't even write their name on it or a date and things get slipped. So I think translating, you know, from that project to other projects, it's given me a really good sense of urgency also, you know, and importance for, for documenting. Yeah, documentation is always super important. And like you said, if, it, if it's not complete, if it's not accurate, if it's not correct, mm -hmm. it can result in potentially waste a project tens of thousands if not millions of dollars and uh if our goal is to make sure the documentation is correct yeah. we need to make sure we're doing our job but you mentioned a couple times the word small <laughs> <laughs> on that one and that 
kind of brings up another couple of lessons learned that I I learned on that project too is that you know there's no such thing as a small debris mm-hmm. project, right? And even to us on the outside looking in from a private contractor standpoint, every project is significant. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, my dog's thrown up a little bit. We got a puke dog over here. She's good. We're good. All right. Every debris project has its own path, its own hurdles, its own, you know, consistencies that need to be done. And even something like Eckert, even from the outside looking in like us, it might be small (laughs) to us as far as scale, but it's always huge and impactful (laughs) and overwhelming to the actual clients, no matter how small might appear to us and that that's kind of a big lesson to to keep in mind too that even as your first debris project without knowing anything about scale and what's mm-hmm. going on though it was small <laughs> it was still overwhelming even to to you and cold to a sense oh, yeah. so you know that's something that kind of kept gets kept in mind continually is that even though it might appear small us it's not yeah and i think you asked me like if you asked me that then i probably wouldn't have ever even referred to it as small (laughs) you know i would have just referred to it as a project and now it's something totally different in my mind after a few years of working larger projects um but directly following eckerd college i got sent down to naples the botanical gardens and they didn't necessarily have a ton of debris but you know, similar to what you're saying, they had enough that it was, you know, it was a lot on their mind to get out of their garden and open back up. Um, And essentially, you know, at the end of the day, we were able to reduce all their debris to mulch and they, you know, recycled that. So I think I, you know, what I might be referring to is probably the capacity of maybe how much debris or how much time the project took at the end of the day. That that Naples Botanical Garden was a cool one, too, because not only did they reduce the vegetative material there on site and reuse it back on their grounds? But you had another unique experience where you were helping them replenish um, species of plants mm-hmm. that were hard to come by and hard to find and all that. So that that's kind of a rewarding project. Yeah, well. a dead tree there was actually like, don't touch that. That's $5,000. We need to save that stem. So... You had to be very careful with what um, you classified as debris or educational material. Yeah, yeah it wasn't necessarily a hazard tree. And a, a, there was a lot more bracing that was done on that property than there would be under a standard uh, event. Where... But there came justification with that because then we had labor and all this time that, you know, FEMA said, why save the trees or save the landscaping in, in FEMA's eyes? Yeah, they were calling it landscaping and beautification when it's, no, this is an educational facility and some of these are rare species of trees and some of these trees are tens of years old, if not hundreds of years old, yeah. where people might only play to replace with seeds and mm-hmm. not a full-grown tree. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot more strategy involved there on what was debris, what could be reduced, and even what was reduced, where that reduced material could mulch can go so it didn't affect uh, potentially non-native species. And their growth. Yeah. Seeing that, that could be classified as a small. 
project, but probably one of the most complicated projects um, I've seen. And on that one, they they bought a mulcher, right? Because they mm -hmm. didn't have that equipment. So they I think it was called mulcher. like the Beast. Yeah, it was we, the Beast. We named it the Beast. They bought the Beast and they were able to claim the Beast as a mm -hmm. FEMA reimbursable cost. Mm -hmm. So, they, but that was, you know, even doing the, um, the cost analysis for purchasing the Beast versus, you know, what were they going to haul it out and mulch it somewhere else? Or I remember there was a cost comparison as far as, you know, what was the best scenario for the garden to do? And that's a back end of debris that you don't normally see in the first several days, but um, there can normally be several options for communities to, you know, to take. And one can be way more advantageous if you have the, the knowledge or time to, to look into it. Yeah, I mean, debris strategy, as we've talked about multiple times over these podcasts, is a big thing and not rushing into exactly. decisions, thinking it out and making a, a good path in the most advantageous way for the unique circumstances and client possible. Well, Kenzie, it looks like we're running a little short on time today, but I want to thank you for being able to be on today's podcast. Uh, you know, I definitely think I uh, want to invite you on some more. I think we have a little bit more to talk about, like your larger projects and some other things. And uh, we want you to talk about a little bit about your side gig that seems to be getting a little social media attention too. So, I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Trash. Make sure to tune in to our next episode with Mackenzie Parrott and listen to our other episodes uh, streaming on all your podcast platforms. And also make sure to check out our social media and our website at www.synergy-dr.com.